Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. It's another remote episode, but no guests this week. It's just me and Uncle Al giving you that podcast platinum. Al, how you been, buddy? Uh, it's been all right. It's been a long week, and it's also been a while, but good to be back giving you all that podcast platinum. And just a quick Bitcoin update off off rip here. We're currently at 63000 so... Not too shabby. Been up quite a bit since the last check-in we've had. That's a little low uh, compared to the high today of like 66 plus. What happened? You know, can't stay high forever. Uh, They're staying high in uh, emissions right now, according to sources. That's all FUD. Don't worry about it. Bitcoin to the moon. So... Uncle Al, last time I talked to you, you were going to be going to our buddy uh, Freckles' uh, bachelor party. How'd that go? I uh, didn't end up going uh, the night before I was supposed to head out. Um, Leo started puking from about noon until, you know, puked a couple times during the middle of the night, and he was sick. Um, so we had to take him to the doctor Saturday morning, didn't get any sleep on Friday and he was sick. House was in freak out mode. So decided it was best not to make that, uh, you know, four and a half hour drive after it, I had already been gone, uh, at the beginning of the week, driving five hours to Arkansas. So decided to stay and hold the fort down instead of, uh, going to the bachelor party. I'm a little bummed I missed Super Bowl four, but family comes first. Did you catch any shit from anybody for missing it? I, I had actually no idea you were missing it until just now. Well, I didn't. Uh, I, I let Chris know because I was about to um, carpool with those guys, our lawyer, and then uh, I text Shanker to let him know, you know, that we were going through some disturbed down with the sickness and I uh, wasn't going to be making out. He just said, damn, hope he feels better. And that was, that was all I got. Kruski ended up bailing as well. Not sure what his deal was. Um, so I didn't see pretty much any snaps from the bachelor party. So, you know, all I know is that uh, the fish they caught on a charter Got a, got cooked on the grill a little crispy. That's all I know. Okay, that's a that's a little different. I would not have. I, I would expected you to see some snaps. I didn't see shit, which is what I thought was really weird. Uh, it seems like it happened to you too. I thought I'd for sure see some snaps from our lawyer from Sager, like some kind of Super Bowl stuff. The fact that we didn't is kind of nuts. So maybe they're really mad at you for having a baby. Really mad at me or, you know, they didn't, you didn't get any either. So what, what do you think? I got two theories to this. One. It didn't happen? Well, I mean, I'm assuming it happened, but maybe Shanker said, you know, no snaps going out to the world. This is a private event. Or maybe they were just spiting us, you know. You, you didn't come, you don't get to see any of the fun festivities. Well, I mean, they, I, mean, I can see them spiting you. That I mean, I was very straightforward with the, my commitments that day, so I don't think I should have been spited. But maybe I got spite oh. by association. Now, you know, I said why I missed, what, you know, what, what commitments did you have here? So uh, my cousin got married on that Saturday. So they had the beach house from like what Saturday to like a Monday or something like that. Very weird beach house. Normally it's like Friday and leave Sunday. So they had a little weird thing going on. So yeah, I believe it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, leave Tuesday. And the check-in on Saturday was like 5 PM. 
So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of tight. So I was I was planning to go to my cousin's wedding. My parents had given away their LSU tickets to their the people sitting next to them. It's part of you know how I brought you and your dad to the Auburn game, and really what what ended up happening there is the LSU sucked and they got the game moved to 11 a.m. And the other people didn't want to go because it was going to be too hot. And I have to tell you, the weather in Louisiana that weekend was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it was like 75 and sunny, wasn't it? No, it was, it was better than that. It was like 68 at game time. It was fucking nice. And so I got ended up with four tickets. And I guess since you didn't go, you could have came with me. I don't. I didn't even think about this. Uh, it. It wouldn't have worked out because we had to go to the doctor and he was sick and all that. So why is the doctor a, a, a team sport? Uh because he's a handful and you know you got to pin him down and he's you know nuts. And I mean, what else? What else am I going to do anyway? Go to the LSU game? Eh, you that's missed. not a part of holding the fort down. That absolutely is part of holding the fourth down. <laughs> Tigers are so, always number one. So you had four tickets. What ended up? How you know you use one of them? So what happened to the other three? So we know a very special Asian man named Michael, and he bodyguards from us time to time. You know when we're going into those very very select locales where you need such of a individual. Hostile environments. And he also happens to be a Florida Gator fan, which is preposterous because he's probably never even been to Florida. And so I think, oh, well, I can ask Michael if he wants to go because then if we do somehow win, I get to rub it in his face the whole game. This will be great. You know, all good fun, but I'm one of the most polarizing people to go to a sporting event with because if you're not involved with what I'm doing or down with it, you can get annoyed pretty quickly. Some might say obnoxious. Some might say. And Michael would never tell me if I was being obnoxious obnoxious, because he's a man of few words. But he would kick you. For sure. Definitely kicks, but that's only if I would say something that would be of the Asian persuasion. So called up my uh, my buddy Michael, said, hey, look, it's going to be a, you know, a very hostile environment. I know you're a Florida fan. Would you like to go to the game with me? So, boom, there's one ticket. I got two more to give away right next to me. I could not give them motherfuckers away. I tried to talk to everyone I knew, and unfortunately a lot of them were going to the bachelor party, and I could not find a single motherfucker to take that ticket. Work people, like acquaintances, friends, nobody would take those two tickets. It was fucking nuts. So I thought that was a bad sign because the crowd was going to be bad. But, oh, was I wrong. And they even lifted, like, LSU Tiger Stadium had some Fugazi vaccine mandate or, you know, COVID testing, which they'd never actually checked. We talked about that on previous pod but i think they actually lifted that for this game because like you're saying lsu uh you know i just got blown out by kentucky morale was down in the fan base so i think they lifted that thing to try to get more people in the stadium and you still couldn't find anybody to go did you end up scalping those tickets no i actually i just ended i mean they didn't cost me anything they were given to me so i just ended up eating them i, I just figured M- michael's a little larger fellow let's get some let's get some uh extra space to spread out a little bit a little man spread if we need it a little he- a little extra headroom for sure well i saw the snap from the stadium which you also send a snap out in your story going, hey, I got two tickets if anybody wants them. So that's how desperate you were. And it looks like there was plenty of empty seats around you. If I was you, I would have just put two up and tried to scalp those. But I guess you still have scalp PTSD from when you were uh, in college. Uh, not not necessarily. I didn't have the hard copies of the tickets. So I'd had them transferred electronically to me through my LSU TAF account. 
So it was a little different. I can't just hold up two tickets. I'd have to like email them to the person and do all kinds of stupid shit. So that I wasn't gotcha. fucking. I wasn't fucking with that. So I pick up my buddy Michael, or he he's gonna meet me. So of course bodyguard fashion, I let him get to the location first. So it's it's an eleven a.m. game. I wasn't planning to go. I got this wedding later. I didn't do any research on who's tailgating, who's really not tailgating. Everybody's telling me they don't, they don't, they're either not available to go or whatever. So I called some of the restaurants and one of them's walk ones and I said, Hey, look, are y'all opening early? Yeah, well, nine o'clock we'll have food. I said, Okay, cool. Hey, Michael, meet me at walk ones at nine o'clock. That's all I told them. And the game's for 11. So I didn't want to get out there super early. Michael, of course, as a good bodyguard, goes and gets a place in line because there's a line outside of walk-ons to go in at fucking 9 a.m. He's up front, you know, because he got there timely as a good bodyguard would. And Secures uh, the perimeter. Yep. And then I got to I got to just roll in about like 9, 10. Came, came out of my truck, got good parking, uh, got two Coors Pures, which – uh, were you know very tasty at uh, 8:50 in the morning. Cracked those two bad boys open and walked over to walk on, pounded both of them, and then got in and re- got ready to get my drink on. Nice. So we sit down and walk ons on game day. I didn't know this has 32 ounce beers that they sell, big old cup. How much do you think a 32 ounce uh, Yingling would cost? 32 ounce on game day regularly at walk-ons say a pint would probably run you about six this will be double i'd say 11 bucks it ended up being 10 so not not really that bad of a um not bad of a price so i had uh ended up with two of them there my bodyguard drank two of them we ended up splitting some little like breakfast sliders which were very very tasty and about and this is all about in an hour and then we, I take one for the road, and me and the bodyguard go to a location where I had somebody I knew was actually there. So I went and we walked, and it was by the Indian Mounds if you go to LSU. So I went and met somebody there having some beers, and we come up. Actually, let me go back to it. When I walked into walk-ons, the most surprising thing, because I'm bringing a Florida fan, right? I'm thinking he's going to wear a white shirt, right, Al? I mean, that, that that's what you would have guessed, huh? I mean, knowing Chan, he loves those uh, polo T-shirts. So, yeah, I, I assumed he would be in something like that. Well, we were both wrong. He was wearing a yellow LSU football T-shirt. I also happened to be wearing an LSU yellow football t-shirt the exact same t-shirt that we both evidently got at the nike outlet like 20 years ago because no one else has this fucking shirt luckily i was wearing a, a, a long sleeve like a little lsu pullover so i kept that on all game fuck you chen because i didn't want to look exactly like you but he's wearing lsu shit is, is that is, you can't be a florida fan and then show up to the game in lsu shit right al that's kind of fucked up huh uh, definitely stolen valor. Uh, what was his logic behind it? Because LSU fans are known to, you know, be a little rowdy, razzy somewhat, mostly good natured, but, you know, they'll give you some shit. Was he worried about LSU fans, like, giving him shit and he didn't want to uh, attract attention or. Or, or what was the deal? Because, I mean, if you're him, you're going into the game at a, as 11 point favorites. You're expected to win. Your team's kind of you know, doing well, uh, barely lost to Alabama. You, you figure you, you would be sporting your team colors loud and proud because you got a good shot at coming out of Tiger Stadium with a W here. That's what I would have thought, but he, he never really gave me a straight answer. I think it was more of a, I don't want to deal with people fucking with me. As I think ultimately what it was, I think he – most likely, because he's not going to cheer anyway, because he's fucking Michael. He just was going to sit there in the LSU shirt and silently just worship number fifteen from Florida and just go back home and and pleasure himself to Tim Tebow uh, memories. I guess that is true, but on the other hand, he's not the type of dude to be riled up by trolls from the opposing fans. Because all Chen, Chen's not going to engage back he's the strong and silent type he's just gonna 
shrug and keep moving. Like he's not going to engage. Yeah, he yeah, definitely strong and silent type. Um, and yeah, I don't think he'd fuck with anybody. And, and he's a pretty big boy. I don't think anybody would fuck with him. Uh, but I, I still think going into enemy territory, he just didn't want to hear it. And oh, good thing he didn't because coming out of that stadium, all you heard was, it must suck to be a Florida Gator. And it was just fucking loud, obnoxious everywhere. I just, I, I, I didn't know why people are singing that. I guess I've heard that in the past, but I wouldn't have first thought that. I went to more well, of the it, chomp, because, chomp. It, well, it, it's because that's a, that's a Florida chant. It's great to be a Florida Gator. They do that. So when they lose, they get it. They get it back twisted on them. All right. Well, I could. I could definitely see that. That that makes a ton of sense. So we we get in the stadium. And we're in our seats, and you're right. It's kind of empty, and it's it's pretty shitty. By the way, LSU. Did not show up well at the beginning of the game. Late arriving fans, for sure. It probably ended up being 70%, but it was like 50% at kickoff. Well, the row kind of right in front of me, maybe four seats to the left, and I didn't have anybody to my left, so I clearly had free range to get behind this person I wanted, was a dude in a Florida T-shirt with his old lady who's in just a white T-shirt. And now I have my target. I, this is going to be the guy I razz all game. Only Florida fan anywhere near me. Florida fans just barely showed up. There's a couple of Tebow jerseys out there and some number ones, whoever the fuck that is, Percy Harvin, whoever. And I start fucking with this guy the entire game because LSU's up most of the game. And, and LSU's up. You have your bodyguard with you. And like you mentioned before, you got a little bit of liquid courage in you. Yeah, and I'd probably do this sober too. I'm fucking obnoxious to be with it. A, a, yeah, but a you game. also have Chen there to entertain. Oh, you think that you think I'm showing out for Chen? I think I think you're probably not showing out for him, but you got a little bit of audience. I mean, it's. It's not that funny if you're just doing it by yourself. Oh, so that's you that's that where you're wrong. I had a I had a cheering section, just giving me high fives every time I razz this Florida guy. That's hilarious. So, well, I mean, okay, that's another audience. Then, I mean, still the concept still counts. You're you're getting incentivized to troll this dude. Well, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely incentivized to troll him. And he he's he's like so he'll come back with me a little bit. So LSU had a bunch of big plays, call back at flags, and you like you said when you have the liquid courage, you're not necessarily looking for flags all the time. So I'd run behind this guy and I'd be like, "Oh, you like that chomp chomp bitch?" Oh, and of course, Jesus, you're fucking dive bombing in on him. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. Always doing the chomp chomp, really really getting in on him, uh, high fiving everybody around me. And uh, so when Florida does something good, he kind of turns around and gives me a little chuckle back or, or give, gives me some shit. So it, it was all in good fun. Uh, and, and just to think, I'm not How the – old is this guy? Uh, he, so he was maybe 35, so somewhere in my age group maybe. He's a little more portly fellow, so it's kind of tough. And he's been evidently in the Florida sun. So, I mean, you know, he could been a little – could look a little older than he was. Always wear sunblock. I found that out later that day because holy fuck, I got sunburned. Now <laughs> I was red as fuck. I looked like goddamn Tanner Mordecai with his little red Mustang. But looked like looked like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> a little lobster action. Shout so, out for Dog scaring Brian Laundry in a suicide. Fuck that dude of the week. Wait, that dude died. Uh. The they found some remains, I think, yesterday or something, and some stuff that belonged to him. And I think the FBI tested the DNA and, and said it was him. Was a foul play involved? Do you think Dog got to him and just gave him the little uh what? You never know. That could be how Dog hurt his ankle by doing a little putting a mud hole in his ass. Oh, that'd be pretty funny. That'd be pretty- go with Christ, brah. Well, Christ wouldn't kill him. Well, maybe Christ, well, Christ would damn him to hell. Um, well, just, yeah. 
So anyway, so I was fucking with this guy most of the game, and the dude behind me was absolutely loving it. After the game, and it was all over, guy just taps me on the back and says, "Hey, great game." He told like I was playing in it. <laughs> Twelfth man, baby. I said, I said, yeah, good win, good win, and, and you know the guy left. Chen, Chen, um was not enjoying it. The, his quarterbacks kept throwing interceptions. I kept taking snaps with him, just fucking with him. So I, I had a great time at the LSU game. Got fucking sunburned as a motherfucker. And uh, it was a great game. That was probably the best crowd I've been to in maybe two years. Uh, well, they didn't have a crowd last year. So let's go three years. That, for 11 a.m., I was thinking the place would be silent. That crowd was fucking nuts in there. 70% capacity, but everybody in there was diehards with a you know, shitty team. You didn't have all of them fake fans show up. Yeah, and and it was a great back and forth game, and you know it was a, a great crazy game because Amber, uh, I guess people were texting or she saw online that it was a crazy game, and she she watched it on her own, and then uh, and then my mom was also texting me like, "Did you are you watching this? This game is nuts!" So you even got casuals uh, tuning in to watch the Tigers. It was 49-42. It was absolutely nuts. And the funny thing is, is you felt like we were in control the entire game. Like it didn't even like there was no like sweat. It seemed like we just moved the ball at will, and that they would turn, they would throw an interception whenever we wanted to. So pretty pretty effing sweet to be honest with you. And that was probably my it, again. It's probably the best crowd I've been to in a very long time. It was it was it was pretty fucking nuts. Maybe since the. Uh, the Joe Burrow moment when he came out with the Burrow on the back of the jersey into nineteen. That was a good. That was a good crowd too. But so you you go, you get that W. You get some booze in you, and you got a wedding later in the day. Yeah, in so, New Orleans. Yeah, so I got to get from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. So we we go to my truck again. I'm not drinking at all during the LSU game, so I'm sobering up a good bit. My bodyguard tried to go get booze during it, but getting booze during an LSU game is just fucking futile. The lines are so fucking long. So we roll out of there, get back to the truck. We're going to go to uh, – I, I, I told my bodyguard I'd drop him off because he's kind of on the way to New Orleans. And, you know, we get out, you know, making good time, moving where we need to go, getting close. And, you know, the lure of Chick-fil-A – was just right there. It's on Burbank. It looks great. You know, you get there pretty quick. The line's short. I turn in, get some Chick-fil-A, about to turn out and realize that, oh, shit, there's some lines right here going to the left. So where we get back on Burbank, oh, shit. So my bodyguard gives gives me directions to go right. My bodyguard is now fired from giving directions because it – by going right, I got behind the longest line ever, and all the fucking roads that way were closed. It took me five minutes to get Chick-fil-A and an hour and a half to get the fuck out of the parking lot. That's why you don't, you know, Asian drivers, Harley. Yeah, it should have been a dead giveaway. So anyway, got some Chick-fil-A, dropped my bodyguard off. Kind of a douche move on my end. I made him get out of the truck and walk across traffic because it would have taken me an extra, like, 15 minutes to loop back around he kind of offered it first and i think he didn't want me to say yes but then i said yes anyway because i was like all right yeah michael i'm you you you've kind of have an hour penalty on me anyway so yeah i'll make you walk a little further here so it's probably a douche move on me but i was trying to get to new orleans and i, I was in a time crunch it took took that l and he had to do the walk of shame home yeah, I think he like bumped his shin trying to get out of my truck too. I'm not not a truck guy. He's not used to getting in and out of them tall vehicles. You figure his shins would be conditioned uh, with all those kicks, but guess not. No, he can, he's usually inflicting the pain, not receiving the pain. Hey, it's like a UFC fighter or, or Muay Thai guy. They they uh, they they kick wooden things and trees, and they hard they they harden those shins up. So you figure he would have that, but. Guess not. Why's he got to do Muay Thai? All right, so he uh, <laughs> we drop him off. I make it all the way to New Orleans, and I'm fucking late as fuck. There's like three other traffic places I get to. I I like get in my truck at about probably like three o'clock, maybe three thirty. I don't get down and out of my truck in New Orleans till seven thirty. Holy shit! 
Yes, it was fucking nuts. There was two other places the interstate was just fucking stopped. I, I probably should never even went there, but so I'm rolling through. No, I'm sorry. Six thirty got there. It took me three three hours. So I'm rolling through. And, was, and, and for the viewers, this is like in normally like an hour ten minute drive. Yeah, something like that. So I. Uh, I get all the way down to New Orleans and I miss the ceremony. I know I miss the ceremony because I see my cousin out on the street taking pictures with her new husband and I'm going, oh, fuck. And I'm just hoping no one realizes I'm in the truck because you never want to be known that you missed the ceremony. I guess maybe now, maybe I didn't care, but I, I you shouldn't you shouldn't be known to miss the ceremony. Yeah. Uh, now, what is... So you you just tail you just went to the game and you never went home or anything. So like, what are you what are you wearing? Like, if you were gonna go to the wedding, did where did you change somewhere? So I had a hotel room uh, in New Orleans that's right across from the wedding place. So I ended up going into the hotel room and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go pretty quick. Ended up getting on my phone, taking a shit, placing some bets, fucking around, drinking a couple <laughs> more beers. And uh, shout out to the Roadrunner second half that cashed and the uh, minor fucking nation that I bet. So anyway, one ended up winning two bets after I placed them right there. Uh, finally took a shower and, sh- and everything. So it, probably about 7.30 is actually when I got to the wedding reception. So I probably could have been there like in 10 minutes after I got to the hotel. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of got degenerated. D, I went into degen mode and started looking for bets while taking a, sh- a shit that I really didn't need to take. Hey, pr- priorities. I mean, you're already late. Might as well make it worth your while. That was my, that was I my pro- thought. I approve of that. I didn't want to go and like interrupt the like daddy daughter dance or do anything like that. I was like, let me just since I'm late, let me just be fucking late. What do you mean interrupt it? You're not going to do Kenny's cutting in on the daughter father dance. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I would say for some reason, and I'm not sure why, my family, like, overhypes my entrance to shit. Like, not my immediate family, but my cousins and stuff that I, like, never see, and I never do a good job keeping up with fucking anybody. They always seem overexcited to see me, and... And so I thought, me, I, you know, I guess in my in my head it was like, I don't want to have to deal with any of that. Let me just come super late. I don't want I don't want to have to deal with anybody. Let them get some drinks in, so I don't have to fucking deal with that. But um, that didn't work out. I, I they were way too excited to see me, which they shouldn't. Uh, I mean, that's you, you keep them wanting more supply and demand. You don't give them that much supply, and they're demanding you. When, hey, when you're that late to a wedding and you come into the reception now, what's the first thing you should do? Uh, get a drink. Fuck yeah, that's exactly what I did. Crown rocks, hit it, dropped a twenty in the tip jar. Said I'll be back. And that, it, that's all. I mean, you did it, the twenty's a little much, but if if you would have ten, but yeah, that's that's a good move. Always at a, at a wedding reception. I think I've said this on pods before. You want to make friends with two people. You want to make friends with the bartender. And keep going back to the same one so they know your order. And like you said, you dropped 20, so they're going to keep them coming. And you also want to make friends with the prime rib guy. Definitely made friends with both of those people at this wedding. So took your advice. But it, it was good. So got some crown rocks. Got uh, get, got to see the family. Uh, and then when I was there, like you said earlier, why does the podcast come up all the time? Like these people, I don't think would ever listen to the podcast. They ask me, "Oh, how's the podcast?" It's like, it's like this conversation comes up like before I get there, and then they just can't wait to ask me about it. I had like three people within like ten minutes when I walked in, asked me about the fucking podcast. Did you did you tell them you know subscribe, rate, review, download? No, I try to like. I, I don't want to talk about it. I, it's, it. Oh come on, dude! You gotta do some pub at least. I mean, I didn't go to the bachelor party, but in the email text thread, I go, "Hey, you know, you're making that drive to Pensacola. This is the episode we did. Uh, you know, giving Shanker uh, wedding hashtags and whatnot. Listen to this on the drive. Did we get Did we get some downloads off of that? You noticed the, You noticed the metrics. Uh, 
track up for that? The Shanker Pod did pretty well. Um, overall, the metrics were about flat, but the Shanker Pod definitely had a little tick up, and some of his older pods did too. So I think some people went through them. But there one of we the, go. One of the funny things I found is so growing up, that the, my dad's friend's last name is Murders, and no last names though. And he's got a kid, and they're all, like, way younger than me. And I used to, like, babysit them or do other shit like that, teach them how to play soccer. You know, dude stuff. Yeah, but now they're in, like, their mid-20s. Yeah, so he's he's basically graduating from UNO uh, this year. And he's working at a dredging or some kind of, like, marine firm. And he says, oh, yeah, I heard about your podcast. And I was like... Oh, cool, dude. He's like, yeah, one of the guys I work with listens to it, says he knows y'all. I was like, oh, where you work? And that's when he told me where he worked. And to be honest, I don't remember where he worked. And he goes, yeah. I was like, oh, so so who is it? And he's like, Tommy D. And I was sitting there going, there's no, what? How? First of all, I didn't know Tommy D listened, especially after some of the stuff Chris said about not getting invited to the wedding. (laughs) And and Oh, you know why Tommy D might know? Because he he uh he ended up marrying somebody we've had on the pod before, so maybe that's why he knows. No, it sounds like he listens. So big shout out to Tommy D right there for listening. Keep pubbing the pod. Thank you, bro. Tommy D. Yeah, and I wouldn't Appreciate invite Chris it. to my wedding anymore either. Fucking riff raff. But that 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 small world. It's kind of funny because evidently people talk about our pod a whole lot behind us and then the first thing when i get to the place they start asking me about it. like uh kenny's uh sister twin sister was asking me about the pod uh definitely t- saying she'd come on and talk about how uh, medical marijuana and the pharmacy license and stuff works in louisiana if we wanted it had a whole bunch of pod volunteers i'm like i don't know if i want to miss family with pod but except for kenny i love kenny big shout out to kane and my financial and- guy and Dan Danielle's been on there, but uh, Kenny, aka Kane, who we've had on the pod at least two times, giving out some financial advice. Uh, did he show up to the wedding? So I wanted to see him so bad and ask him about Bitcoin, and I was gonna like pull out my phone and record it. Plus, I was gonna take a picture of him because Kane always rocks a fucking great fedora. But he wasn't there. I was so disappointed. I kind of asked. I was like, "Dude, where's Kenny? Kenny's mom's there. Kenny's sister's there." Uh, where's Kenny? Well, evidently Kenny was home sick or whatever. So Ken- Kenny was playing, playing hurt, but he didn't come Damn. out. So I missed him. I, this is the first person I was looking for. I was like, I can't wait to find Kenny. Cause I want to see what he's wearing. I want to ask him about butt coin. I just, I need, I need to know what's up with Kenny's life. Everybody's excited to see you, but you're really excited for cousin Kenny. And he, uh, he no showed your ass. He did. I'm gonna have to call him up, ask him what's up. Ask him about Bitcoin on the pod, especially after he gets over 70. McGuire status. Can you count to 70? Classic. But no, it was, it was a fun time. Ended up going to, uh, doing a lot of Crown Rocks. Ended up going to Pato's for a little bit afterwards and, and walking back to the hotel by myself once I realized that uh, then most people had left. And I looked around and I was like, oh shit, I don't know any of these people I'm still with. And I uh, ended up walking back to the hotel room and then driving home the next morning. So it was good. it was a good time. Had big shout out to Leah and uh, her new husband Eric. Welcome to the family, buddy. If you listen to listen to the pod, and this Eric is also Asian, like our good oh, lawyer nice. friend. Yep. So that's a, that's about it there. Uh, Al, have you ever been to a haunted house? Um, yes, I have. Uh, I've been to 13 gate twice. Uh, Amber used to work for a car dealership and, uh, they gave her some, some free tickets where you could cut the line. So 13 tickets. Yeah. Those are good. 13th gate is a haunted house in Baton Rouge. Uh, it's a lot bigger than I thought. It's a good time. I, I enjoyed it, especially with the VIP tickets where you can basically cut the long ass line. So, uh, so yeah, I've been to that one trying to think if I've been to any other ones. I've been to the house of shock in new Orleans as a kid. Yeah. Um, so you said you liked 13th gate. I mean, I enjoyed it the, the times I went. One time it was me and Amber. That was fun. 
Uh, and then one other time we, we brought my little buddy Frederick and he, you know, was into horror movies and all that claimed he, you know, loved them. And then he didn't want to go in the haunted house. And we were like, no, come on, it'll be fun. Cause we had gone, you know, a couple of weeks prior to that. So we ended up bringing him in and he, he had a complete meltdown and we had to, uh, we had to exit the building and we like contact, you know, one of the people working there, we were like, yeah, we got to get him out of here. Cause he had a full blown meltdown and it was kind of interesting. Um, cause a haunted house, you don't really, you kind of, you're going through it kind of like a cattle or like a ride or whatever, kind of just following a path. Well, when they drop the gimmick and they're like leading you out, you're going through all these like back rooms and, and it, and they're escorting you and they're like, no scare, no scare. They're, they're saying that. <laughs> no so scare. They don't, yeah. They're, they, they keep saying that. When That's they, the password. They pass, like, other, yeah. Like when they pass other people's working, cause apparently this happens a lot. And so, so the other people don't try to freak whoever out anymore. So that was, that was quite the experience. So, um, so yeah, I had to take him to Jack in the Box after that and get him a, a big burger and some milkshake to uh, kind of make up for that. But but yeah, I've been to that one. Did you get? Did you or Amber get scared at all during it? Um, I don't really like in in a situation like that where I know it's not real and all that. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't phase me. Like yeah, shit will surprise me, but I I don't. I don't flinch. I don't have that kind of, my, my brain doesn't work like that. So it'll like scare me, but I'll just stand still or whatever. Uh, but yeah, the, the mentality of having that, nah, nothing in there really scared me. I can't tell you how scared my fucking wife was. So, <laughs> so like, let, let me ask you this. Do you think being drunk in there? would make you more scared or you think that would numb it a little bit where you just wouldn't realize people are doing shit to you? Cause, cause I, I, I can go both ways on this. Um, you know, I think it probably more like a, you know, like a car crash. It would kind of just loosen you up. Um, I can't remember if I was on, uh, if I was inebriated or not when I went through the first time, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think it would, I think it would probably loosen me up and be, I would be less scared, I guess. She, okay, so first of all, look, uh, we met some new people, one of her clients, her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friend. Anyway, of course, we go out on a fucking Sunday night. Chris, I'm with you. Don't, don't try to get pussy on a school night. Don't try to go out on a school night. That was just fucking awful. Anyway, as far as just time, the people were fine. Had Had a good time there, but... I wake up at four in the morning. I don't want to go to the fucking 13th gate at like 10 o'clock. That's just fucking horseshit. But anyway, team player can do it every now and then. But so we have, we go to like a chow yum, yum fat and there's a bunch of drinking going on. And then we go to, we go to the 13th gate and she literally would not let go of my fucking hand (laughs) the entire time. This shit is not fucking scary. You know people are going to jump out of stuff. Like, grow the fuck up. And she would grab my hand and was like dragging me through the thing. I think we had like a line of like 40 people behind us. She, we must have been going the slowest fucking possible. And just walking around just deathly afraid, just screaming. I was just like, you know, why are you scared here? You know what this fucking is. It's not like you're a fucking kid. You can... You know, think about stuff, but no, everything fucking scared her. Like the people could just come out of their obstacles slow, and she'd go freak out. It's fucking. It was fucking nuts. I mean, they did have some creepy stuff in there. I'm trying to think of like the the weirdest thing in there. Uh, I'm not sure if they still had it when you went, but there's like a room that's completely dark, and I guess there's like these blow up things on either side that are kind of like pinching you on the sides and you can't really see and you just have to kind of keep walking through it. That was kind of, you couldn't see anything, but nothing really scared you there. And and they had a couple things where like the lights would be flashing, you know, on and off or be very dim. And there would be like some, you know, creepy shit, like somebody slumped over in a shower or something, but 
yeah, there's nothing really. I'm kind of with you. There's nothing you should be that freaked out about there, especially like the, her to hold your hand the whole time. Yeah, that's a little much. Yeah, she was like, uh, I, I can't go last. I can't go first. And then there's five of us. So you had like two people ahead and then like the girl that she knew was ahead of her. And then, then I'm at the end. And I'm just, I was, and she's like, oh, you're at the end. That's a really bad place to be. I was like, I don't give a fuck. These these, if you probably hear dogs in the background, they're going crazy. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to get scared. Didn't get scared the whole time. I don't know if that's a badge of honor or I'm just a party pooper. But that, that the 13th gate, overrated as fuck. Haunted houses, overrated as fuck. <laughs> like, you're right. It's like a big maze. You're just walking straight. It's, this isn't like pick your own adventure where you could, like, stumble into something super scary. It's all prescribed. You just keep walking. And... Yeah, there's some there's some stuff that I guess is scary or should be if you didn't know what you were doing. But the fact you know what you're doing, it's it's right. It's it's not scary. Like, hey, look, there's a hole in the ceiling. You know what's probably going to happen? It's probably going to be a hand coming down through there. So maybe I'm the asshole that just didn't that kept looking around and was observing and trying to figure out where the scare was coming from and not just fucking just walking through and just taking it in. So maybe I'm the asshole, but fuck haunted houses, overrated, not scary. They can go fuck themselves. I don't know what those VIP tickets cost, but that, uh, that was worth it to cut the line. But dude, I can't believe how many people they got to have working in that place. There's gotta be, it's gotta be like 150 people working in that motherfucker. Yeah. It's quite the operation. Like I, I, like having the VIP and being able to cut the line and also not paying for anything. I just kind of enjoyed the spectacle of it. Cause it, it's like, I didn't expect it to be that long. And like you said, there's a shit ton of people working. So I just kind of appreciated the operation. Cause I, I didn't really expect it. And I, I enjoyed myself. Now th- I didn't get, I wasn't, I wasn't terrified or anything, but I enjoyed it. Now, 13 gate. If you need two extra fucking fuckheads to come out there and try to scare people, now that would be that might be kind of fun to be one of the workers there, you know, playing dead, just reaching your hand out, but you can't touch anybody. It's like no touching. It's like pop pop with his ice cream sandwiches. But I think that yeah. would be kind of fun. Yeah, it would be fun to do like as a one off. But if you had to do that fucking every night, dress up in that and that whole get up that would probably kind of suck but as a, like a high school job or something that, that that would be pretty fun way better than being the easter bunny right yeah so so i, I kind of you know it's a sunday night it's late i kind of was like man fuck i didn't go like sleep till like midnight woke up at four you know had to go to work it was a grumpy ass so Al was like, "Oh, you did, you did good. Uh, that that you weren't an asshole." And I was like, "I'm glad the bar's low, thank you." And she goes, "Hey, well, I invited everybody for dinner this weekend." I was like, "Oh, cool. How about Sunday again?" You know? And she goes, "No, it's actually is Sunday because I guess the dude works every other day and he's off on Sundays. So I'm gonna have another late Sunday this this Sunday at a Halloween party at my house, which I guess is." Uh, a little bit of a plus since my house looks like Halloween just threw up in it and has way too many decorations. So at least now somebody else will see it besides me and her. So shout out to the crew coming over on Sunday to my house when I'm going to try to go to sleep at nine o'clock. Yeah, you got you got to love them working the schedule around the guests and not you who has to work. But it is what it is. Well, it, you know, you're in a different lifestyle, right? Than people that are in the restaurant industry. Like t- the two dudes were, like, working at a steakhouse around here, and and that just there's different hours. Those hours just aren't the same. So they're not up at 4 a.m. They're probably up at like 11 a.m. and then going to work. So it's 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 a little different. So I I guess if I want to make friends outside of my just normal circles, I got to kind of you know be tired every now and then. But uh. You know, I'm doing my part as a husband, you know, just putting in the hours, you know, I'll, I'll do it again Sunday. And uh, I need to know what kind of costume to wear, Al, because I don't know what's hot in the streets. I want minimum effort if you've got any suggestions. Uh, you, you still have the mustache going? Yeah, straight stash, homie. I mean, easy. This is going to be easy. It's going to be a big hit and you have to do minimal, minimal effort here. Ted Lasso. I know you haven't seen the show yet. 
all you got to do, have a mustache, put a little sweater vest on, wear some, wear some slacks and put some, put some sneakers on, put, put your nicest pair of uh hype beast sneakers on and just say you're Ted Lasso. Boom. Easy. I, lo- I, I kind of like that. If they ask me anything about Ted Lasso, I'll have no idea because I don't have Apple Plus or whatever that fucking TV's called. But I think that's a great just, idea. Just, just uh, say it's a great show. Um, talk about how you like soccer. And then just any way you would use to describe scrubs, just use that in generalities about Ted Lasso and you're golden. Yeah. It's a funny show, but it's got a lot of hearts, stuff like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny show, but there's real meaning behind it. Oh, great show. I love the physical humor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I could, I could do that. And and then I'll give you a little tidbit of, you know, if you want to get a little, you know, act like, you know, the show and you want to drop, you know, somebody's name go, man, that Nate, he turned out to be a real asshole. Okay, Nate's an asshole. I can also say, you know, my favorite episode was directed by Zach Braff, who also did Scrubs, so I can also say that. You can say that. I don't think it's true, but they won't know. Well, it's my favorite, so it clearly can be true. I didn't say the best episode. It's my favorite. Right. There you go. Yeah. So it could be any episode. All right, I like that. Do you have any other ideas? Um, hmm. I didn't really think too much about this. Um, well, you hmm. hit it out of the park with Ted Lasso. Like I was thinking, you know, going uh, not Uncle Rico, but uh, what's uh, what's his 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 um, Kip Kip? Yeah, go go Kip. Kip's an easy one with the mustache. Um, yeah, I think you have more of the equipment to do a, a Ted Lasso easy. Oh, I can. And, I definitely and- have that. And, and it's hot in the streets. It's topical, so people are gonna people will eat that up. Hmm. What else could you do? Uh, you're not gonna break out the unicorn onesie again like you did last year. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy that. No, probably not. Not with people at my house. Uh, unicorn onesie was more, you know, getting some pop for Leo, which I don't think it really did. So I know it was a little bit of a sad unicorn. I think I'll just retire the sad unicorn. Now you you mentioned two dudes here. This is somebody Ella works with. It's a it's is this his boyfriend or who? What, what's this? What's this kind of situation you got going on here? No, the so she's friends with the girl who goes out and rides, and her boyfriend brought his friend along. Is how how it ended up. So straight dude, straight chick. I don't know what Mitch's persuasion was, but I, I, but he was just Mitch. Was the other got guy. you? So, so he's fifth wheeling. Yeah, he's fifth wheeling. See, I mean, seemed like a normal dude, but they're they're like the dudes that, and I don't want this to sound bad because this is probably where most people are when you're as much of a degenerate as I, and this is just kind of how I look at it. They were like getting into like daily DraftKings stuff at the at the dinner table, Ugh. like like doing that and just to me I'm sitting there sweating out the fucking Pats game watching it on the TV and then seeing the fucking overtime get busted by a touchdown and losing it and trying to act like I care about you know if they're going to pick Ben Roethlisberger on the Sunday night uh you know football uh DraftKings contest yeah I I don't know if it's just us being gambling snobs but Anytime anybody talks fantasy, I, I look down upon them as, you know, not a legit gambler or, or a different tier gambler that I don't respect. Now, I know there's some guys out there, but they're they're like highly data-driven dudes who optimize their lineups on all this other shit, which I respect it, but it's a little too dorky. But then you have the other end of the spectrum where it's just like, Joe public, like you're saying, debating whether they should start this guy or that guy. And they're, they're thinking about it, but at the end of the day, it just does not interest me. So I, I turn my nose up at it. I, and I don't mean So it's, I don't think they don't have potential to be a real degenerate. Cause if you're betting on that stuff, clearly the next evolution is to, you know, put some money down on a spread, but I, I just I just hate fantasy football. Like I don't I hate trying to say, hey, how many t- touchdown passes will Daniel Jones throw? I don't give a fuck about that. I want to know if Daniel Jones is going to cover the goddamn eight points when he's at home against the Rams, which he won't. Yeah, 
Yeah, and if you're going to do that stuff, I prefer to just bet the props. Like, okay, you think Daniel Jones is not going to have any receivers open. I'm going to bet that Daniel Jones over 19 and a half rushing yards because he's, you know, uh, sneakily athletic. Yeah, these guys are probably going to end up winning the DraftKings million dollars like because I recorded this. So if you do win it because I said this, because that's how the world works, you know, you got to give me a little bit of a taste. Yeah, the pot is legally bond. So I guess to dovetail or to transition into a little gambling story I had, since I was missing out on the bachelor party uh, while Leo was sleeping on, I guess, Sunday, uh, I took my bike out, did a little ride, and then I, I had to stop off at the bell and uh, do a little betting since, you know, I'd given Chris and them the idea of stopping off at the silver slipper on their drive to Pensacola to uh, kill a little time, you know, do a little gambling. Cause you know, the check-in wasn't until 5 PM. So I, you know, I gave him that idea and Chris was like, Oh yeah, I ended up winning a hundred dollars. And then the teller screwed up and actually gave me $200. So that was a nice little quick come up on the way to the bachelor party. So I was like, all right, I'm going to test my look at the casino. Well, Harley, I walked the, the two floors of the small bell casino about three or four times feeling like a real idiot because I was looking for the blackjack tables. Well, I know you probably haven't been there in a while. All they had was two video blackjack tables. What? With We've seen this in Vegas where they have like the, the girl with a little cleavage on a computer screen as the fake dealer and then like four seats around some screens. So... I saw that and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to look for the tables. I must be tripping or something. So I walked through the casino. It's not a very big casino at all. I walked through it like three times. Like the workers had to have been going, what the fuck is up with this guy? Just looking around like an idiot, just pacing the casino uh, top to bottom. Well, I finally realized, I guess COVID or whatever, that they got rid of the dealers and this is all they have. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm here. Let me just put some money in kind of sucked uh older guy came up sat a couple seats away from me played a little bit was bitching you know about the computer screwing them uh i teetered tottered back and forth between 100 and 200 dollars i started off at the 100 and I, I wanted to break that 200 barrier kind of double my money up and i was at 199 a couple times lost a couple and i just Decided, Leo woke up, so I was like, all right, fuck it, and uh, and left with about, I think I was up $77, and then in true fashion, since Chris got 100 extra, I for some reason didn't double-check the money. I think I got shortchanged 20 bucks, but all in all, positive positive uh, winnings over there at the, at the Bell, so... That was it was all right, but it, it, I want the live dealer. Like that was a little disappointing, but on the bright side, they didn't have to stop to uh, to reshuffle the deck, you know, change decks or you know switch dealers or any of that. So I guess that's the bright side. But I thought that was a little lame. No, I agree. I, th- I that's that sucks. I it, computers are always trying to fuck me every time when I'm gambling. And also, I almost didn't go to the casino because as I was riding my bike, I was I was right in front of the Capitol, the street in front of the Capitol, riding, and I was trans. I was just in the middle of the road since there's no cars, and I was transitioning from the left side to the right side. And there was a crack in the middle of the road, and I guess I wasn't going fast enough for something. My front tire got stuck in the crack. I slammed on my brakes, and I went over my front handlebars on the right side. Did a little barrel roll on my shoulder uh and and my handlebars got bent so i i uh you know they got twisted to the side not that big of a deal but i i was like yeah should i just go home that's a bad sign again but i said ah fuck it i'm gonna go anyway and i ended up driving there with a bent front uh but i ended up twisting it back at home and so no harm no foul there but it was a nice little barrel roll there Interessante. So you've had a couple of bike falls more than your average bear. A little pass out bike fall and a little, little uh, 
little road issue bike fall. That, that's what Amber said, but I don't count the pass out. That wasn't that wasn't bike riding induced. That was just kind of uh, you know a little bit too much coffee, a little bit too much substances, a little too hot out. Joe, I need a ruling. Is that a fall? That's what I need, Joe. You tell me. It's not really a fall. It's I a wasn't fall. moving. I, I was parked, and then I kind of passed out. That's a, a fall's a fall, dude. You, no matter what causes it, if you fucking were on the bike and then you're on the ground, the only way to get there is to fall. I wasn't on the bike, though. I pulled off to the side of the road and then passed out. The bike fell on top of me afterwards, but... The, uh, all right. Al, you have anything else? Um, you know, I guess we'll do uh, best to ever do it. Uh, since our last pod a couple days ago, we had Colin Powell succumb. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, Colin Powell, one of the best to ever do it. Rest in peace. Hey, real quick, one dead or alive. James Earl Jones. Oh, he's dead. I believe he's alive. I think he's 92. Damn. What, what, he just have a birthday or something? Uh, no. Some. Well, he could have died in the last couple of days, but somebody looked it up. Well, mm, hey, maybe I'm getting pranked. He's alive. He's 90. There you go. James Earl Jones, one of the sweetest voices in all the land. Name one movie James Earl Jones is in. Star Wars. Oh, good call. Sandlot. Come on. Hey, there you go. Yeah, don't 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 test me. Don't don't t- name one thing Colin Powell did besides die. Come on, dude. First African American Secretary of State. Show some fucking respect. I thought he was the the defense. It's a four-star general. Yeah, I thought he was Secretary of Defense. I didn't think he was Secretary of State. Well, you'd be wrong. Okay. Well, more you know. I guess Janet Reno was the, the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us on another episode of A Talking Small Podcast. We appreciate all the views. Sorry that we couldn't be there for Super Bowl Four. We had commitments like mine being real and Al's being fake because Leo wasn't actually sick, sources say. He was definitely sick. He's still sick. Uh, Harley, Janet Reno, Attorney General. Uh, and Janet Reno, dead or alive? Alive. Dead. Died in 2016. Damn. Born in Miami, Florida. Died in Miami, Florida. Holy shit. How tall was Janet Reno? 4'11". 6'2". Taller than your ass. That's a big bitch. Janet Reno had size? Okay, another Janet Reno fun fact. What's her middle name? Nevada. Wood. Wait, that sounds like a maiden name. Is Reno a maiden name? Janet Wood Reno. Yeah, but Uh, that'd be a maiden name. Harley, uh, I believe Janet Reno with that haircut being 6'2", I think she might have been, you know, kind of a softball player. I think she might have loved the ladies. Never married here, according to Wikipedia. Hey, sh- shout out to my man Kenny that we that we ran into at the uh, LSU, was that Auburn game? Big shout out to yeah. Kenny. His former old lady just got married to a lady. Big shout out to Joanne, slamming Joanne. We, yeah, we'll have to have Kenny on to talk about uh, a couple of his past girlfriends and what they went on to do after, but we'll get to that on another pod. We might have talked about two tonight. So <laughs> thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. Al, I hope you get down with the sickness no more in the Garden District and we do and we can do one of these fucking live here shortly. I'm with you, buddy. Thanks for viewing.